What's up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to HTS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo Esports podcast. Ah, Fox, come on, man. He immediately starts to show off with go, uh, go Eagles, baby. I'm surprised he didn't say uh, fly Eagles fly. You know what I mean? It's okay. Um, this is episode 271 for the week of January 29th, 2023. The title of this week's episode is Charlotte Questions and Concerns. A uh, lot, of, lot of fucking confusion took place um, when the Charlotte Qualifier article was released. And uh, there's still a lot of questions around it, but I, I kind of went through and grabbed all the information I could from replies that HCS folks have made to people and try to like consolidate it into one area. You know what I mean? So like, hopefully yeah. this will be that one-stop shop for that information that still doesn't say everything that it probably should. You know what else I want to say? Oh, this isn't, that? this isn't to throw shade. I'll just wait till we get to the actual segment. What am I talking about? All right. Um, my name is Josh, AKA JK fire. This week I'm joined by the man in the GT halo Jersey. Will AKA I am Mr. Mayhem. Will, how are you doing and repping that Canadian, uh, glory? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm doing all right. Yeah, I got to show some love to the GT Halo folks. Uh, great people over there. If you if you have if you don't follow them, go please follow them on social media. And they're, uh, they're they have a Twitch channel, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do a lot of great things. So please cool. go check out GT Halo. Um, cool. But yeah, we got we got some stuff to get through today. Yes, um, we do. Hopefully, yeah. I, I agree that hopefully we can give out some answers to all the Charlotte stuff going on because it has been a bit sporadic and confusing the way the information has come out. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's, that's really it. What do, uh, how are you doing, man? I'm doing great. Uh, before we start, a couple quick things. If you hang out to the end of the show, I have a tease for you. Just keep that in mind. And then um, also... To everybody that's tuning into the live show, welcome. Uh, Ginger, welcome to you all. And Juan, welcome back. Um, I'll get to the subs in just a second. Carnage, Epic, Fox, fucking Eagles, Mac, welcome to the live show for the first time as well. Um, or chatting for the first time, I should say. Um, Ikuza, welcome back as well. J Rags, welcome back to you. Winkler, welcome back to you as well. And then for the subs, Carnage with the six month resub and Ginger with the four month resub and a gifted sub to Maddie Rubs, as a matter of fact. Hey. You guys both get a woo! Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, I'm doing well. I'm ready to fucking rock and roll. Um, and oh boy. Let's just fucking... Do you want to know what's coming up about this week's episode? I almost missed that part. But what do we got? It's just Charlotte raises more questions and concerns. Major EU rosters are solidified. And G1 finally makes their roster announcement with a great video included. We have our topic of Tashi's tantalizing tidbits. You like that shit? <laughs> that was beautiful. Yeah, wasn't Love it? Love it. I thought it was great too. And then 343 looks toward the future. Will, let's get started with some competitive news. SWAT! Oh wait, hold on. Let me let me oh. let me restart. SWAT Nation yeah. announces their next event by SWAT Nation. SWAT and Time Part Three, February 11, twenty twenty three. It's two v two co ed Halo Infinite SWAT and Time event. Prize pool of hundred dollars. Holy fucking moly! It's at two p.m. Eastern time with a deadline of February tenth at nine p.m. Eastern time. And Justin with the twenty five month resub, you get a woo. Thank you very much. Also, Fox with the Tactical Slayer Nation. It, yeah, fucking <laughs> fuck no. I still hate how they renamed that playlist, but whatever. What are you going to do? All right. HCS Charlotte Team Pass Price Problem by Queen and Tashi. Do, do you notice like these 
never mind. I'm hoping people, I'm hoping the listeners understand. You know what I mean? Mac, thank you for being here. Appreciate it. Um, here we go. So Queen said, so they expect us to pay all this money and forfeit work hours to show up and play best of threes for a single day out of a weekend long tournament. I would understand Friday only if there was 250 teams like the MLG days, but it's capped at 96 teams, and I'd be surprised if they reached that. You guys always say that you're receptive to feedback or in the amateur community and care about the experience, but why do the decisions and actions of the company constantly go against this? And Tashi replied with, one, we shouldn't have done that. That's on me. We're going to lower the price. Instead of $300 from year one, we're going even lower to $250. Everyone who bought one will get refunded the $100 difference starting today. Okay, this and this isn't today. This is days ago. This is days ago. Yes. But if you purchase a team pass at the original price that they were asking, you will get a refund for it if you haven't already. So that is cool. But that does suck that um, it got to this point in the first place. And that's that's a trend. That is a common trend that I don't like to see. And it's upsetting. And I'll get to even further of that soon. Tashi also said, two, we're going to match what we did in year one with the two-day split for North America. And three, we're trying to get more efficient with schedules for events. Also, give more time for FFA and free play. We'll monitor and adjust if needed. Okay, so great that they're adjusting. Great that they're receptive to the feedback. And the, the price change immediately, great to see. You love that, right? My problem is consistently how we're getting to these points is that they make these decisions and they have all of year one to look back upon. They make these decisions and then they wait for a backlash. And if the back, here's, this is my, this is probably my biggest problem of it all. Let's say queen or others never said anything about the 300 to $350 price for a team pass. And let's say hypothetically speaking, they didn't see that, Open bracket is literally one day only. We're going to talk about that soon, but literally one day only. And they get to the event, they pay for their team pass and realize that, oh, wait, we're, it's, uh, oh, it's okay. We're done. Nothing would have happened because no one said anything, right? My problem with all of this is I, I'm not, I always say this, I do not envy Tashi or anybody on the HCS teams for the decisions that they have to make in the job that they do. I don't envy them at all. I think it's incredibly difficult what they do, and I'm appreciative of what they're able to do. My criticism, my feedback is, if any at all possible, let's not make these decisions first and wait for feed and wait for criticism later. It's not even feedback. Like it's, it's a lot of, I think Queen worded things well enough. It's just, I just want things to be better. I, I really just want things to be better. I really don't want it to have to ha have something come out, be a fucking disaster. And then, and then even the HCS side, like them having to scramble to fix it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want them to have to like, work even harder around the clock to try to fix something that really shouldn't have been an issue in the first place. So it's both ways. And I think probably the biggest one was the world's format that if nobody would have said anything, then uh, only the top two teams from pools would have moved on. Right. And that's it. But there was such a huge backlash from the pro community 
Like, guy, we this is the world championship. We made it to the world championship. We fought our way to this point. And you're not even going to give that third place team in the pool an opportunity to make a fight. And after that backlash, they did change it, which is great. I'm glad they changed it. It's just, I'm sick of having it always be that case. It's a trend. A piece of, a, a piece of news comes out from them. Here's how things are going to go. You have all of last year to look back upon. And then there's a massive backlash about it. And they're like, oh, okay, let's do this instead. So I don't know if there needs to be like an internal feedback group, whatever it may be, but well, it's like, I just want something different. They're trying to change pool play mm-hmm. to allow more FFA time and free play, which has been a criticism in the past, right? And they're trying to make that change, but you mean open bracket or open bracket. Yeah. So it's, it's that like, what do you do now? Because if you need more time for the open bracket, that then damages your FFA time, mm-hmm. you know, playing into the wee hours of the night or having to finish up on Sunday morning when they want more of those stations available for other things. Absolutely. Where, how do you find that? happy medium what you something's going to have to give and take here because of the time allowed to be at that space and to run those events in a concise manner it's exactly why i don't envy them yeah at it's, all. it's very tough to make these decisions so it's incredibly it's, tough. um the only thing i can think of from what i've seen mm-hmm. is i guess there's a lot of downtime at some stations or as open bracket goes on those stations you know teams dwindle down some stations are more available Mm -hmm. and they free up and we saw like some of the some of the other stations just sitting get some ffa going as those open up and i know it would suck to have you know not all round one matches are happening at this time or allow them for free play yeah, allow them for free play during that time something and that's been a criticism in the past is that like teams wanted the ability to warm up but teams weren't given the ability to warm up on completely empty and free stations because they were used for open bracket. Right. You know, and it's just, it sucks. And this is why the thing, this is what I want to suggest that they do. So three, four, three has their competitive insights team, right? It doesn't, it doesn't need to be the competitive insights team, but what I, I want, I want a, a focus group, if you will, where you have pros, like just a handful, okay? A handful of pros and amateur players, okay? Mm-hmm. And that is your focus group that you can you can bounce, not necessarily even bounce ideas from, but just like say, this is what we're thinking about doing. Do you have any feedback before we announce? Yeah. They don't have to take that feedback. Like they can do whatever they want, but at least voices are being heard before a massive decision is being made. That's, that's it. Yeah. You know, so clutch. This is why we're HGS pro talk and not HGS pro play. Okay. God damn it. Be fucking hating on us and our ranks. At least we're not bronze. Get out of here. Um, 
But yeah, Epic says the entire process is inefficient no matter how you slice it. It, it is, but I don't think it has to be that way. And that's, that's why we're trying to come up with types of solutions here. Or not even solutions, just like areas for feedback, you sure. know? Yeah. Um, also, Clutch, welcome back. It's good to see you. So, yeah, I, I what I'm gonna what I am providing for feedback is have a type of quote unquote focus group of pros and amateurs both in one group, and again, just so voices are being heard before a decision is finalized. You don't have to take their feedback like and make it in the decision, but just so they're being heard. Because if they bring up something, you'd be like, oh, that actually is a really good idea. Let's see if we can make it work around that. And if it can't, then at least you heard them out. At least you heard them out. I'm Josh, by the way. Me. Josh Will. Um, Prez, thank you for the prime. Subarino, you get a woo! I am the one who yells. Yes. I also rant a lot. But that's that. Thanks. God damn it. So now let's get to another thing. This is the last piece of competitive news, if I'm not mistaken. And it's kind of a longer one. But the reason why I bring this entire article up is because um, I sound like a gold player. Get the fuck out of here. I'm not. The funny part is with the amount of time that I play and the fact that I, I place Diamond 3. Like I, the, I never play infinite. Like the only time I play infinite is when an event comes out and for the play date, but that's not like that's customs. That's not even yeah. applying to anything. And the fact that I place diamond three, I'm okay. I'm, I'm chilling. Um, but okay. Talking about trends and this, this applies to those trends. The HCS qual, uh, the HCS Charlotte qualifier kerfuffle. Okay. Like the word kerfuffle. I thought it was applicable. Sure. Charlotte format and qualifiers by the HCS. It's a Waypoint article that went up. Okay, Carnage, whatever you say, bud. With the offseason coming to a close shortly, we're providing updates about the 2023 season of the Halo Championship Series so competitors and fans know what to expect for qualifiers as well as format for the Charlotte Major. Let's jump right in. Charlotte kickoff major. The format. The event format was very similar to what we saw in year one, but we made a few refinements now that we've got a full year of global competitive results to build from. Here's what you can expect. The open bracket. As is customary, there will be an open bracket featured at the Charlotte Major and every major in 2023. This will take place on Friday, February 24th, and will start and end on the same day. The bracket will be filled by the first 96 teams to purchase a pass. The top four teams from the open bracket will move on to pool play. Two from the winner's bracket, two from the elimination bracket, or loser's bracket, because that's what it's actually fucking called. They'll be placed into pool play and will have a, a shot to earn a spot in the championship bracket. And then Hines had to clarify something on Twitter. Here's the trend. A lot of clarifications are happening on Twitter. Not in the article. The article has never been updated yet. These are all clarifications on Twitter. Okay? Clarification number one from Heinz. Open bracket will be on Xbox Series X consoles. No PCs for open bracket. Take with that what... Uh, yeah. Take with that what you will. <laughs> 
Pool play. The top 12 teams from qualifiers will be starting the tournament from pool play on Friday, February 24th, competing in a best-of-five round-robin format as is customary. You'll notice this number is slightly reduced from year one. We've made this decision to increase the competitiveness of pool play as well as the competitiveness of the open bracket. We expect to see some more intense matches, a more intense championship bracket, as well as more competitive teams coming out of the open bracket. As with last year, each of the four competing regions will have a set amount of slots in pool play and open bracket, which we've also adjusted based on year one results. The regional breakout is as follows. North America will get eight pool play slots, two open bracket travel co uh, coverage slots. Europe will get two, two pool play slots with two open bracket travel coverage slots. Mexico will get one and one. And Australia and New Zealand will get one pool play slot and two open bracket travel coverage slots. Here is an important note. As with last year, all teams in pool play will receive travel stipends. Additionally, as with last year, we're still providing regional travel support for the next top teams regionally so that there's still meaningful global participation at the majors and those teams have the chance to prove themselves worthy of qualifying for pool play and the championship bracket. Okay, I like that. That sounds good. And the championship bracket. For the Halo World Championship 2022, the top two teams from each pool went to the winner's bracket, and the third place team went to the uh, loser's bracket, while the fourth place team was eliminated from the competition. And that was after Backlash. In 2023, we're going to replicate this format for the majors. That's great. Like with the pool play changes, our aim is to uh, overall create a more competitive format where the matches are also higher stakes along the way. We felt this was a success for the Halo World Championship. We're excited to see it in action for the majors. Um, clutch, nothing's been confirmed yet, so there's no reason to speculate. Um, qualifier dates. As announced back at the Halo World Championship, online qualifiers for the Charlotte Major are taking place later this month for all four regions. Here are the dates. And here's where confusion sets in even further. Charlotte Online Open, February 4th and 5th in North America, and February 5th for the rest of the world. The Charlotte Main Qualifier will be on February 7th and 8th, which is in the middle of the week, and February 8th for the rest of the world. And here's another clarification that had to happen on Twitter from Heinz, where he says, Eight teams will be advancing to Wednesday within the main qualifier. Okay? So it starts on Tuesday, ends on Wednesday, and eight teams from Tuesday will advance to Wednesday for North America. And Charlotte roster lock is February 9th for pool play teams. And from Heinz, another clarification on Twitter, all teams will be eligible to, to participate in both the Charlotte online open and the Charlotte main qualifier. So basically... If you're competing in one, you should complete. You should compete in both. If anything, you're just getting better seating. Speaking of which, we're going to talk about seating. Qualifier format. Year one points. Players fought all season long in 2022, and we want to recognize their efforts as well as ensure the first competition of the new season is as balanced as it can be. To accomplish this, year one points will be used for seating the Charlotte Online Open. Once the online open has concluded, all year one points will be wiped away and only year two points will be used going forward. Okay? So again, there are two 
qualifiers, technically, one leading into the other. There's the online open, and then there's the main qualifier. Uh, Hi, Pancake420. Great name. Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Therefore, year one points are being used for the online open, which is the first qualifier. And then once that qualifier is done, all the year one points go poof, magic dust. And year two points are now being started because of that online open qualifier. Qualification. In year one, we leaned heavily into rewarding teams for earning spots in those specific qualifiers as opposed to a points accumulated across all qualifiers. In year two, we're going to balance this out a bit more so that teams that perform well in the main qualifier are rewarded, but that we're also but that we're accounting for consistent performances by rewarding teams that have accumulated points throughout consistent performances during the qualification period. That's a fucking sentence. You'll see this philosophy throughout the season as well as we look to strike the right balance. Here's how it breaks out per region. North America. There will be six with placement qualification, two with points. And another clarification by Hines on Twitter where he states... Six North American teams will earn their pool play spot via placement in the main qualifier, a.k.a. the top six. For the last two spots, it'll be the highest total points accumulated in both the online open and the main qualifier, and that will determine who gets those. That's why that's why you should be competing in both because it's all about getting the points, okay? this Believe it or not, we're away from whose line is it anyway. The points actually matter, at least right now, you know? So there you go. Logic, welcome. Liddy titties indeed, man. Welcome to the live show. <laughs> Europe will have one with placement qualification, one with points, okay? Mexico will have one with placement qualification. Australia and New Zealand will also have one with placement qualification. Teams that qualify for open bracket travel coverage per the breakout above will be determined based on points only. And just like with year one, all online tournaments will be run on the Faceit platform and registration opens on January 26th, which is already out there. So if you haven't signed up already, please do so if you plan on competing as a team. Keep an eye out for registration links by following at HCS on Twitter. And in conclusion... Looking forward into 2023, we're thrilled to get back on the road and put on a great tournament experience and show us for all the fans and players. I think we all needed a bit of a break after the wild action in year one, but it's now time to kick off year two. And here's the cool part here. Next up, we'll talk about the HCS team partnership program and what you can expect this year, as well as the full roadmap for the year. <laughs> Will. Yeah. What is today? Uh, we're recording this as of January 30th. January 30th. How many days are in January? 31. 31. Th yep. Tashi has said that the plan, okay, the plan, plans change, but the plan is to have the roadmap out in January. Well, you got one more day. You know, it has been customary for us to end the show and then find out information has come out. I wouldn't be surprised if they fucking do it if again. If they do it again, or it's just tomorrow. So it's just unfortunate. Well, just hope we do get it. And I just don't want. Oh, we know what's going to happen if they don't release it tomorrow. There's going to be backlash, uh -huh. right? Just don't want that. So let's just get it out there. Please, 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 please make sure all those I's are dotted and the T's are crossed 
for the love of God, please. Please. I just want it. The Dean of Deans. To be, uh, to be frank, stuff usually drops on Tuesdays at the minute, so I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, but typically the HCS sticks to their own kind of schedule when it comes to releasing stuff. Um, like, f- for, for reference, they released that Charlotte Ticket article three days ago, which was not on a Tuesday. Like, they... they the HCS kind of sticks to their own groove, but I just fucking hope it's tomorrow because, oh boy, it's not going to be fun if they don't. Um, Sunzel says 12 pool play teams with only four teams coming from open bracket is wild from three, four, three surprise. There isn't more backlash from the community over that decision. I mean, Hey son, you know, in the article, it does say they want it to be more competitive Let your voice be heard. Like I told Corey, legendary C4, love that man. Like I told Corey, be the change you want to see in the world. What I mean by that is obviously like overall, be the change you want to see in the world. But in terms of the HCS, if there's something that you see that you're not a fan of, make your voice be heard in a clear, concise, and respectful manner. Easy peasy. And that's it for the competitive news. Will. Yeah. A few big ones. What do we got next? Rostermania. Yes. Some rosters finally announced. Didn't have much time left. No, we really didn't. (laughs) Coming in right at the end. uh, We have Quadrant, which is going to be SLG uh, Chick. Sika and Legend. Uh, Navi announced their roster. It's going to be Snipe Drone, Jimbo, Mighties, and so Snakey. And then G1. Great video they put out, by the way. Yeah. Uh, with the with the signing. Would have, wouldn't expect Rookies. anything less from Kenny. Right. Um, it's going to be Boo Dubu, Sab, Suspector, and Fal- Falcated, Falcated uh, with Hoaxer as a coach. Yes, Hoaxer is a, is confirmed. He is over there with his brother. Yep. Um, w- Will and I were talking about it earlier before we started recording, and like I, I'm probably the most. Oh man, there's a couple rosters that I'm really, really excited to see what they're able to do this year, and this is one of the this is one of the two that I'm really excited to see what they're able to do. Um. Falcated and Boo Boo are back together as a duo. Love to see that. And I I joked with Will that Suspector is finally able to get away from the Kratos situation. Sure. And uh and I I just I hope he's able to flourish on this team. Um I love the talent that this team has and it sounds like the org actually cares about the players involved. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for that team to see what they're able to do. You have the veteran um previous player now coach Hoaxer in there. Previously coached Cloud9. They made it to the grand finals of every land last year. They they won Raleigh at the beginning of the year. Like they Hoaxer has what it takes to coach the team, no doubt. I'm I'm excited to see what this young talent is able to do. I I 
I think it's going to be awesome. And there's Corey. Look at that. What's up? Um, Logic says, I'm hella toxic. You guys always tend to keep me informed. Thanks for steering me in the right direction, Kings. Shout G1 for that roster unveiling. We need more stuff like that. Thank you, Logic. And don't worry, we can, we can get toxic too. We just, we try to keep the toxicity in inside or like through text message. You know what I mean? We're not, we're not blasting shit out on Twitter because we're upset about something. No, we, we shout it into a void so we can just get the feelings out and then we can come back, regroup, you know, look at it in a different way. Um, oh, Justin, you get better, man. Wishing you the best. And Malum, yes, they, it was a terribly kept secret, but at least it's fucking there. What's up, Swole? Daddy? <laughs> Miss you too, man. Welcome back. So yeah, Quadrant and Navi kind of taking the the best from the rosters in the region and like making a, an amalgamation of their own. Yep. Um, now that Ascend is gone. So very much looking forward to what can happen there. But the the real test is the real test is gonna be Charlotte first and foremost to see if they can hang. We know we know that they were able to hang with the United at the time, at least Ascend was. And I'm and I know we could talk about the thing that happened in game five, but regardless, like we knew that they were able to hang at that time. Um they what, they almost knocked out Sentinels at the time as well. Yep. So they definitely they had semi what it took at that point in time. We'll have to wait and see now with the rosters that have developed. And uh we'll see. Joker, welcome back. No, you're okay, man. Don't worry about it. It's all good about being late. You're never late. You're just on your own time. <laughs> see now if only work thought of it that way yeah yeah you know that'd be nice yeah you walk in like three hours quote unquote late and they're like where were you they're like i'm on my time what do you mean i'm working now i'm on my time <laughs> sure oh man if only if only work life worked yeah. like that yeah i'm sure that'd go over great wouldn't it all right will do you have any thoughts on the rosters before we move on no i'm uh curious to see where they're all going to stack up i think the you could probably solidify a top four right now and i think a lot of the at fifth sixth seventh eighth placings are going to be up for grabs and we'll see where these teams can all land when the competition starts up who are you putting now we know about placings at worlds but like if you were if we were to start fresh now this was supposed to be the episode where we did like the way too early preseason predictions Right. I'm waiting. I'm pushing that a couple weeks out. The reason why I'm waiting for these qualifiers to be done. And then we really have an idea of who the rosters are going into Charlotte, you know, then we can kind of make some early preseason predictions that don't make any fucking sense. Right. Um, I mean, so you're asking for my top four right now. Yeah. Because I I'm guaranteed like your top three in any order are going to be optic phase and uh, SSG. Right. And then your fourth is either going to be native red or G one. What about that Sentinels roster? I don't think they have what it takes yet. That's where I, I they're they're kind of loosely in my fourth. Yep, I can see and that. I just want to. That's why again, these qualifiers will be a good tell. Yes. So they're nope. they're kind of loosely in my fourth, but yeah, you're right. G one native, right on the heels. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to see what happens. 
Um, real quick, let's catch up on the chatty, the chat, chat. Uh, uh, Lakin, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Sailor, welcome back. That's how you get fired. Yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously it's how you get fired from a job. But, you know, let's speak in hypotheticals. You know, that's why you have all these people like, I am my own boss. I work whatever the fuck I want to. What about Native White? Um, I don't think they're there yet either because they're still working things out. Uh, yeah, I wanted to ask this too, but Carnage said it in chat finally. Josh, where's all your stickers at? New laptop. Huh? Um, and... My plan is, this is going to sound really stupid. So I got a, I got a D brand skin that'll be delivered later. And that's going to go obviously on it. And then I'm going to put the stickers on that. So that way I can keep them all on there. And then I can take the D brand skin off and still have all the stickers on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I ever, if something ever happens to this or if I get something else, then that's that. Yeah. It's a different laptop. Um, but don't worry. I, I'm thinking about it also as like a clean slate, if you will, for year two of the HCS. Oh, there you go. So like uh, partnered organizations that are no longer partnered, if I had one of their stickers, fuck out of here with that shit. You know That's, what I mean? Yeah. You know, yeah. I kind of got, I got the Envy sticker on the back in the corner over here. Yep. Uh, these guys are a question mark. Uh, you know? Um. Let's see. But yeah, Mac, to, an- to answer the question again, uh, Native White, I think they just need more time. They're they're new. They're scrimming for the first time now. Like, I can't I can't confidently say that they're a top four team without seeing them actually perform, right? And that's why I think Charlotte's the first test. The Charlotte's the first test of anything. Uh, JD, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Um, And yeah, that Blockbuster sticker, funny enough, Carnage, came from a board game. Uh, a blockbuster, oh, yes. a blockbuster board game. Let's see. Logic, Will and Josh, can you both give me a breakdown on the new McWin roster? How do you guys see them playing? Uh, kind of along the lines of Mac. So the roster, for those who don't know what the roster is, is McWin, um, barcode, tapping buttons, and Gilkey. So you have two of you have the two best players from their respective regions in Latin America and um, Australia, New Zealand. So barcode Australia, New Zealand, tapping buttons, Latin America. They are the two best players from their regions, respectively. And they're coming over. You have Gilkey, um, who has been around for a very long time. You have been, and you have Mickwin, who's been around for a very long time as well. Uh, also, if you type in exclamation point Mickwin in the chat, uh, you'll have something there too. And I can't, like I said, I, I can't say how I feel they're going to place because I haven't seen them do anything yet. They're new. They have, they're working on it. Obviously they just started scrimming. They've, they just made their announcement recently. So I'm waiting not only for the qualifiers, but I'm waiting for Charlotte. That's what I'm waiting for. Yeah. I mean, you have barcode as the top talent out of, Australia, New Zealand, yep. tapping out of Mexico. Um, and, you know, Gilkey, he was, was he on, he was on G1, right? I'm, I'm blanking. Who? Gilkey. G2. G2. So it came from there. And Mickwin, who's been wanting to compete for the last year on the sidelines. Um, yes, I think they do need to work together, get as much practice in as possible, and really need to see what they can do. This might be, I mean, they, 
it might be until the second major until we really see them come together. My same thought process for uh, Sentinels right now as well. That's fair. Um, the one thing I'm worried about Sentinels is the lethal Spartan stuff. If, sure. if there is weight to it, and I think we'll see whether or not there's weight to it, but if there is weight to it and it affects how they, if it affects their team dynamic, I'm worried about what happens, but I, I don't know until I see. Um, JD says, nice format. Love these kind of shows and greetings from Germany. Greetings to you as well. Thank you for tuning in. Um, and yes, the sticker bombing will start with the HTS ProTox sticker. It's already on order from our new shop that is going to be live soon and it's going to go right in the middle. So don't worry about that. Um, and also I already teased this before, but I'll say it again. If you're going to be at Charlotte, then, uh, come find me. And you'll get a Charlotte exclusive HTS Pro Talk sticker. More details coming soon. I wonder if originally Make One was going to be on Sentinels. No idea. Max says Barcode and Gilkey duo came from G2. And with uh, Barcode visa issues, they came fourth before Worlds, right? Bark having nearly zero practice. That's that's why I'm excited to see what this team does. But I'm not going to... I'm not going to say what placing they're going to get maybe until our like way too early preseason prediction show. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what I'll put a prediction on it, but you know, I can't. So we'll also have to wait and see slim JD. Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. All right. Uh, should we move on from roster mania? We can move on from roster mania. So slim, what's up? Why wasn't Mickwin on a team in season one? I can't remember because he worked for 343 Industries. He was on the Competitive Insights team. More will be unveiled in our interview that releases with him later this week. Is there a game battles type system for Halo 44s and 2v2s? I think I looked on game battles a few months ago, but I don't remember seeing anything for Halo anymore. I may be wrong. No. no I think the, there are some eights discords out there. Which we have one of the community creations of this week's show. Exclamation point show notes in the chat. I think that's probably the closest thing you're going to get. Yes. I'm going to mispronounce that name, so I'm just going to say Slayer. Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. <laughs> but yes, we can move on to the upcoming tournaments of the week presented by NoobCombat.com. Check out NoobCombat.com for all your Halo Esports needs. The daily tournaments, Z League and First Blood. If they're happening, they're happening. Go check them out. On Tuesday, January 31st, the Halo Rec League FFA Series semifinals will take place. Saturday, February 4th, the Honda Fan Club qualifier number two. Saturday, February 4th, and Sunday, February 5th, HCS Charlotte uh, Open North America. And on Sunday, February 5th, the Opens for EU, Mexico, and Australia and New Zealand will also be taking place. Again, qualifiers. They're qualifiers. McWin for Lethal would make a would have made a goaded squad. I don't know. Where would you rank McWin and Halo Infinite versus the current HCS greats? I've never seen him play this game. Well, he that's I mean, you didn't see him play this game because he worked on making the game. Um But is he a top ten player right now? Oh boy. I need more info. I don't want I, I can't. I don't want to disrespect him, but right now I'm gonna say no. 
I mean, literally think about it. You could get there. Yeah, absolutely. But we're like, we literally have, you have the three top, the top three solidified teams. There's four players per team. I would put all four of them on each team above McWin right now. Okay. Personally, I would. And that's, that's just coming from the perspective of he hasn't played in a fucking year. Give him time. Yep. Give him time. But he, he was, I mean, he was ranked uh, 22nd overall in the top 25 list of all time. So there is that. Let's have to wait and see guys. There's no, there's no point in speculating right now where you think he's going to be placing because we have not seen him play, especially on land in a long time. But I will say that he, during halo five, he placed well, um, with teams like reciprocity, um, envy, so on and so forth. So yeah, he's, he, he was a great player. And I bet he is still is a great player. He's a great mind in the game. That's for damn sure. It's just he needs to relearn metas now. Like to give a tease, I believe he talked about in the interview um, about how like Gilkey understands the meta, like the North American meta, because yeah. you have barcode and tapping coming over. So Gilkey's the only one that understands the North American meta on that team because Mickwin's been out for a year. There's a lot of things to work through. You know, there's that, but scrim tournament league recaps. Will, what do we got? Oh gosh. I got a, I wasn't prepared. Sorry. What did I, have? did I say that was your upcoming tournament league presented by newcomma.com? Check out newcomma.com for all your Halo sports needs. There you go. Perfect. And maybe merch, maybe merch. He's got merch. All right. For your scrim tournament league recaps, um, we'll start with the scrims. Remember, uh, scrims available for all regions at halodatahive.com. And they're back! And they're, they are back fully now. They're back! As Josh let me know right before the show. Yes, I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm so happy. It literally happened over the last week. So, so yeah, cool yeah. to see. Um, on Tuesday, January 24th, FaZe went up against Sentinels. It was a 14-2 to two going to FaZe. Yep. Uh, FaZe also won 10-6 against Shopify. SSG 8-5 to five against Sentinels. And that's for Tuesday. On Wednesday, January 25th, FaZe in there again against SSG, winning 12-2. And then on Sunday, January 29th, Optic won 7-5 against Shopify. Yes. So that's it for scrims. Uh, next up for, I guess, it's a tournament, but it's a ser- actually a series. The Halo Rec League FFA series. Well, it's a league. It's a league, yeah. You know? Yeah. Scrims, tournament, league recaps. There you go. They're all in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's your week seven standings. Tied for ninth is... Uh, Siri, I didn't trigger you, you fuck! Siri's interrupting the show right now. God! Damn it. Uh, <laughs> okay, I again. fucking hate her sometimes. Just goes off whenever. I bet she's a nice lady, you know? But like... Fuck off. That's again, tied for ninth. Uh... JPD, the amazing and the amazing C4, Corey, might still be in check. Hi, uh, Corey. Eighth place going to Benjo Stark. Seventh, Hip Freddy. Tied for fifth is Winkler and Shadow. Winkler was also here earlier, I believe. Yes. Uh, fourth going to by Dark Killer. Tied for second is Jolts and Big Dog. And first is still Bane117. 
Yes, and I don't even think Bain played last week. Still holding the top spot. Still holding that top spot. Uh, Malum, yeah, you're right. I'm fucked. I should really just become friends with Cortana, you know, as an AI voice. Okay. I mean, she already went rampant, so who gives a shit? You know what I mean? Like, so if I'm friends with her, then I won't be, you know, I'll be, I'll be I. <laughs> sure. Who All wins right. that fight, Cortana or Siri? That's a good question. Yeah. I mean, if we're going based off, like, obviously, who's been around longer than sure Siri wins that fight, but, like, you know. I was going to say, who has more information? That's a, Are they... Which one learns faster? Yeah, you see? Yeah. Is, I, would, I would assume that they're both taking from the same pool of information. But which one, like, learns and adapts faster? I, I think whoever does that wins the fight. And go. right now That's it's fair. Google Assistant. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, and then the last one here, the Honda Fan Cup qualifier number one. It's a 1v1. This took place on the 28th of January. Uh, seventh, eighth place was Spartan. I'm going to go Looney. Fifth, sixth, uh, Thy Ghost. And uh, is it level 305? Is it, is it or is it like, like LVL? Yeah, we'll go with level 305. Or is it IVI? I don't know. Anyway, uh, fourth <laughs> place going to Invicted. Third to Bound. Second, Aperture and first, Stellar. Heard Bound was not very happy with Aperture in that series. Um, I was listening to a little uh, LVT. Yes. Shout out LVT. And what they were saying is Bound's play style is just not a 1v1 play style. It's a little bit more campy. It's a little slow down, run away from fights, and Bound is an aggressor, and he's going to push. Yeah, so you're like, Aperture is the one that's the slow. Yes. 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 So while he may have been frustrated, that's kind of the 1v1 style. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not I'm not blaming Aperture for the way he played. No, Fucking no, no. go for the win, man. Yeah, exactly. Do what, do what you, you got to do to win. Simple as that. If it's within the rules and the constraints of the game, do what you got to do to win. And if Bound wants to complain about it, then you can complain about it. I mean, it's his right. He gives a shit. Right. So, yeah, that's it. Just come back stronger in the next one. Um. Thanks, Mac, for that compliment. Uh. It, uh yeah, it's a compliment. We like active. It's a compliment. I'll take it as such. I'm growing more and more annoyed with Bound at Worlds. I thought he was a top five player, but now I think he's overrated. He is definitely not overrated. That is a, I can tell you that much, Daddy. He is not, it still sounds weird to say that, but he is not overrated by any means necessary. If there was a Rookie of the Year award, he would have won that award hands down. And it's not just because of the Didn't team that he's on. Didn't he win like? He won something. Yeah. But like, yeah, he's. Yeah, not even based on the team he's on. It's like he he was one of the players that really rose up the ranks online. And Infinite Season 1 was his first year competing on LAN. And competing on a team in general. It was his first year ever. Like he he's a, he's a phenomenal talent. He's a phenomenal talent. So, thanks, Mac. I appreciate it. <laughs> Carnage says, even if it means grabbing the sword on recharge and getting a triple kill to win oddball. Hey, you know, 
Fucking who's setting GAs, right? You, you, yeah. I'm not going to go down my fucking rabbit hole of a, we had a discussion about the whole uh, ranked versus HCS settings debate again in discord. Uh, join the discord. If you haven't already, it's a great time. Um, but like, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole again. It's just. It'd be better if I could type. If you're not discord. Nice. Discord. You're not. Um, the, the point I was, one of the points I was trying to make is that nine out of 10 times, like 99% of the time, you're not, you as a player are not matching up against a lucid. You're not matching up against a renegade, Right. And it's, it's matchmaking for Christ's sake. If so you can use, you can, you can abide by the GAs that the pro set. If you want to, you don't have to, are people going to be mad at you? Sure. But it's not, it's not an HCS playlist, which I wish we had whatever, whatever Achilles. Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. And this is coming from somebody who, who wants the pros to get what they like to have, what they want. And if that means GAing stuff until something gets better from a competitive perspective, from a professional highest level of the game perspective, then I'm all for it. But if you're just in a ranked matchmaking lobby and you're playing against random people in matchmaking who may or may not abide by the GAs that, that the pros set, then who fucking cares, man? I just wish we had an HCS playlist or the ranked gets transitioned to an HCS playlist to not separate uh, player bases. It's a whole join the discord, join that discussion because it's a good time. That's, that's what I'll say. Um, that's okay. That's okay. Swole. It's okay, man. It's just what let's wait to see how he does this year. Let's wait to see how he does this year. Will, you ready for a topic of this week? Oh, yeah. It's time for Tashi's tantalizing tidbits. Love it. Yes. Love it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, so last week or the week before, um, somebody had posted on Reddit a, a few different statements that Tashi had made in a recent Lucid stream that had taken place. and I'm And I thought to myself, you know, what if he said more and those weren't caught? Well, he did and they weren't caught. So I went through that entire VOD and I found every question Please. that he responded to. All right. And uh, or everything that kind of made sense to talk about. So here's what was said. First up, in a response to a ranked lobby issue that was tweeted out by Spar on Twitter, uh, Tashi actually replied with the following. Now, if you didn't already know this, now you will know. That he said, as of a couple weeks ago, I'm directly working on ranked and competitive playlists and experience in the game. We're currently tracking that issue, but no updates at the moment, but we know it's a pain point. So his responsibilities have grown since the layoffs. Yes. And then in response to viewers within one of Lucid's streams that happened last week, I have a list. I took some screenshots and here is what he said. Um, to Rainwater, he said, we will miss Matt a lot. This is to Matt Klein, who was previously on the HCS team, who was laid off. I'm now taking over direct broadcast duties. I lead established uh, HCS broadcast direction and vision years ago, and that's not changing. Ex uh, executing with our partners is the priority right now, and we have great partners and still a great team. Okay? So again, added responsibilities. 
In a reply to Ghostly, he said, We are talking about it, but we need the right gun. Don't want to force it. Hoping competitive folks like the Bandit, and maybe we can evolve it to be a starting gun. We shall see. Okay, so... That we, must have been a response to... The Bandit. And yes. competitive starting weapons. Yep. Um, now, he did have a statement from last week, which we talked about, but I like this statement that he provided because um, he's hoping the competitive folks like it and maybe it can evolve to be the starting weapon, not trying to force it to become yeah. the starting weapon. Sailor asked, are you going to bring in more partner teams since some have left? Okay. See you later, Danny. Have a great night. Tashi said, we have a blog releasing about this probably next week. That's this week. What's up, Brady? Welcome back. Would like to at some point, but want to get into a good rhythm with the game first. Okay. In, in regards to bringing more partnered organizations in based off the ones that have left. Tashi says, um, in terms of the starting weapon, but I don't think like every year we can change the starting weapon every year and have that be the key solution. Okay. Okay. So in his mind, not changing the starting weapon and competitive every year is the play as of right now. Tashi in a reply to Brassy Dutes says, right, we want to get it out there, get feedback, and make some tweaks in regards to the bandit. Okay? And then Tashi says, we have a tuning update dropping next month, as in February, then with season three, and hopefully by then it'll feel like the sandbox balance is back to a good state, and then we can fine-tune from there as things come up. Can't wait. Can't wait either. Yeah, that the getting the sandbox tuned for rank. I'm assuming he's talking to ranked. Yeah. For ranked. Yeah. Wonderful. Yes. Uh, Dark Beams asked Tashi, when can we tweak weapon spawns on non-forge maps? And Tashi says, we are making changes for season three. Then after that, should be able to make changes faster. That doesn't really answer. It doesn't. It's but- kind of. It provides context from an HS perspective, yeah. not from a player's standpoint on being able to do it themselves. Right. Uh, Foxbot asked, are we getting any spectator UI updates next season, like a map or team colors? <sighs> this is unfortunate. And Tashi says, unfortunately, not for the start of the season. There have been higher priority UI work items to knock out first. Hopefully we can chip away at it as time goes on. In other words, that's like a we'll have to wait and fucking see moment. Yeah. You know, that's what that means. Brady, we all do, man. We yeah, all totally do. And then finally, the last one that I had was uh, Moon Dizzle asked Tashi, any plans for maybe a show match on the new season three maps at Charlotte? That'd be a good way to reveal it to a large number of viewers and it'd be fun content. And Tashi says, if we get, if we can get a build and run it, then yes. We're currently planning to do something like that, but are not 100% locked yet. So. We'll have to wait and see on that as well. So points bandit there. They HCS team wants the bandit to come into play. Yeah. See how it's liked and possibly perform some tweaks, even looking at it as a possible starting weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, again, Tashi is, I don't taking, see it happening by the way, but no. that's besides the point. Uh, Oh, the first point I missed Tashi is now, uh, like leading, HCS broadcast direction and vision, which he was kind of doing before and is back doing now that Klein's left. Yes. And he's also working directly on ranked and competitive playlists and experience in the game. Yes. Which I think is great. I feel like he's had some great points out there in the past about things that he wanted done, but 
had roadblocks in front of them. So maybe this can eliminate some of those and things can get changed quicker. Now I do remember in the, in the LVT interview that tools did with him that he didn't like, he didn't want to be in charge of making those decisions. Right. Because he said, uh, you guys don't want me doing that. And now I'm not saying he is doing that. It sounds like he has a little bit bigger of a role yeah. In like maybe helping to guide decisions, but not necessarily making the decisions. Yeah. So, and I'm, I'm, I don't want to speak for him. It's just what I, it's That's my it assumption feels. looking into it. Yeah. So, um, but at least I'm sorry. I just want to add one more point. At least it sounds from that statement. Since in, in people. Okay. To everybody out there who doesn't understand um, and Epic, this, this is a point. This is exactly a point that I wanted to get to Epic said, uh, PJ is in snake bite said that when Tashi took over competitive insights for halo five, the changes they wanted happened a lot quicker. That's the point. Yeah. Cause the pros are only a very small portion of the player base. Very small. And you don't want to affect there's, there's so much back and forth in the in the community yeah. of quote-unquote casual versus competitive players. Mm -hmm. So if you start just changing everything for competitive players, the and I don't mean, we never mean casual as a detriment, just the casual players get things that they like or enjoy changed, and it's all for competitive when they don't want that. Right. And... And that's why he, I mean, he says he's directly working on ranked and competitive playlists and experience in the game. So he's not, yeah. he's not dealing with like social. He's not dealing with new, uh, like covert one flag, you know, and the fu fucking so stupid. We'll talk about that later. Um, but no, that's not what he's working on. It's not what he's, that's not the team he's working with the, the Epic. The reason why I'm glad you said that is because that's the point I was trying to make is that believe it or not. And I've, I say this, I feel like I say this every fucking episode, it's insane. But believe it or not, Tashi and the rest of the folks on the HCS team are listening and writing down what the pro players and the amateur players are saying. They are. They're gathering all that feedback. To people out there, it may not feel like that, but I can promise you that they are. And when Epic says that, Snakebite stated that when Tashi took over competitive insights in H5, the changes happened a lot quicker. I feel like that's going to be the case here as well because Tashi has such a better pulse on the competitive community. Who would have thought, you know? They're running the HCS and whatnot. Exactly. That would that would be able to gather all that feedback and, and kind of streamline it and push it in the exact direction it needs to go and not have all these other hoops and loops to jump through but instead of have a direct line of communication, Tashi kind of being that, I don't mean this in a detriment, but like Tashi kind of being that middleman in a way. Yeah. And like, it just sounds like this could be more, I'm not saying it's going to be this because we have no idea, but it sounds like it's going to be more streamlined communication from one end to the other. And hopefully that means changes happen quicker. And there's that. Um, 
Dean says, Rainbow Six is the other game I follow. I can promise you the HCS team is 1,000% more responsive than UB has ever been for Rainbow Six. Not saying folks should be content, but it could be way worse. Halo was lucky to have someone like Tashi. Thank you for yes. saying something like that. That's awesome. Because seriously, it, it, it I know I know it's so easy. I know it is so easy to throw shade and throw shit at Tashi and others on that team and 343 in general and other game developers that you that you love the games but you feel are being steered in the wrong direction. Like, I get it. I know it's so easy to do. It doesn't mean you should. They have lives outside of the game that they're working on and believe it or not, those that are there working on the game those that are there that are working on the franchise want it to succeed. They don't want to see it burn to the ground. You can believe what you want, but I'm telling that's the fucking truth of it. They, they truly care. And like Dean said, and like we've said countless times on this show, they are paying attention. And this is why, this is why all we ask is that when you do have a criticism to make that you try to do it respectfully because we've seen pros go on tangents so many times on Twitter. I mean, bound literally just went on one the, like yesterday or the day before. And on one hand, I understand the frustration. I truly do. Like I fucking, I, I hate when the game isn't in a state that, we're, that the the best in the world are trying to compete at for massive amounts of money. And we have a technical difficulty because of a PC issue. Yeah. Like it's fucking sucks, man. Desync and matchmaking is a, it's a fucking nightmare. Like I, I know it's bad. It's, we just have to, God, I know it sucks saying this, but like, Try to remain positive if you can. And just know that the people that are working on it truly do fucking care. They do. They truly care. Is it Microsoft bottlenecking the decision process? It feels like, at least from all the information that has been gathered over the last couple weeks leading up to these layoffs and everything, it sounds like it's like high leadership that is causing the bottlenecks. Where... I don't know where the leadership is, Will. I don't know if it's 343. I don't know if it's Microsoft. Yeah. But it's high leadership. That's what I can say. Whether it be one side, the other side, or both sides, it's high up leadership that I think is causing the bottlenecks. Yeah. Um... Max says gamers complaining about games is like the is like average driver complaining at mechanic. I don't see three for three coming to your world, uh, that your workplace telling you what to do. Exactly. And it's, it's the same thing I get when like you call, you call your internet service providers, customer service line, because you have an outage or you're having issues and you tear out the person that's on the other end of the phone when they're just some person yeah. who were unlucky enough to get you on the other line because you're upset that the system isn't working the way you expect it to. Like I understand the frustration, but understand that it's a real person on the other end of that phone. Regardless of the circumstance. 
it's not hard to be nice. It's really not. It's not hard to be respectful. And it's really funny. It's really funny when if you're upset about something and you call into a customer service line or you go into a store to talk about an issue or whatever, it's really funny how you can tell, because I've been in these situations, like I've worked for retail way long ago and like you see these things up close, you know what I mean? And I've had people chew me out for things that I had no like hand in doing. But yeah. it's funny when you witness something happen and the person's irate and you see the body language of the person that, like of the worker that they're bitching out. It's funny when you see the body language change from somebody who's bitching them out to somebody who's just being nice about a, a, a bad situation, you know, because in my mind, I'd be much more receptive to somebody that comes to me who has a problem, but whose understanding of the problem and just wants things to work out and wants to help me try to get them to work out. I'm much more receptive to that. I'd be much more willing to help you. I'll help anybody. Don't get me wrong. But like, I'm much more willing to go out of my way to help you. If you're having an issue and you come to me in a respective manner, it's the same thing. It's the same thing for those that are working. It's the same thing for, for people that are working at game development, for people who are working at community management of game developers. Scenario a, I am a per, I'm a player of your video game. And my game crashed three times in a row and I'm fucking pissed. I go to the community manager on Twitter and I'm like, this is the worst fucking game I've ever played. Your developers are dog shit. How do you even sleep at night knowing that this is how this game released? You need to fix this shit. I want my money back. How do you think that community manager is going to respond to that individual? I have the answer for you. They're not. Yeah, I was going to say that's going to be not. They're not going to respond to you. Scenario B. I am a player of your video game and my game crashed three times in a row and I'm fucking pissed. But I also understand that it's launch weekend of this game. It is an online game. These things kind of tend to happen within this space. So I'm going to go on Twitter and be like, hey, at such and such community manager, just want to give you a heads up. These are the things that I've experienced. Um, I don't know if the team is currently looking into these issues, but just wanted to make you aware. Have a great night. If I'm the community manager, I'd reach out and be like, hey, thank you so much for the heads up. Our team is actually looking into these issues, and you can follow our team support Twitter at this uh, Twitter handle for future updates as well regarding this issue. Thanks for reaching out. Have a great night. Wow. What a crazy change of events. It's the same fucking thing when it comes to our very, very niche, very niche community. The competitive Halo community. Just be respectful. It's not fucking hard to do. We're all frustrated. We all want this game to be incredible. There are those out there that believe this game can't be saved. There are others out there that think the game can be saved with a battle royale mode. The fact of the matter is we have what we have right now and the devs are working their asses off to make something even better. And I respect that. It doesn't make me any less frustrated about all the game's underlying issues 
But am I going to go on Twitter and bitch out Unishek or bitch out uh, Sketch or bitch out Tashi or anybody like that? No. What good is that going to do? Nothing. It's not just be better, man. Just be better. It's, it's so simple. Just be better. <sighs> the Dino of Dean says, if year one Rainbow Six could be saved, Halo Infinite definitely can be. I hope so. IMO, in his opinion. And they, they did make a dramatic comeback. Yeah. They made a dramatic comeback. Um, Datsun, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. And also, there was something else. Who asked about the Last of Us show? Um, I think that was Carnage or Fox. I haven't seen any of it, so I've watched all three episodes. Obviously, not no spoilers or anything like that. But I, I said last night that episode three is one of the greatest hours of television. Period. It's will. It's that good. All right. If it you guys talk in Discord, just put, please put the spoilers stuff. No, over the- no talking about the show in Discord. No all talking right. about the show in general. Uh, Marad, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. I think did we miss Achilles on there too for the follow? No, I, I said oh, Achilles earlier. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I got you. Here's your second shout out, Achilles. Enjoy it. Whenever a game crashes for me, I send an angry email complaining about my personal life and how I got bad pizza earlier that day. Good, good job, Icruz. That's great. Wonderful. You know, I'm so glad you did that. Jesus Christ. But no, The Last of Us show on HBO Max is genuinely like really fucking good. What teams haven't revealed their roster? I'm basically, Murad, I'm basically just waiting until... The qualifiers, the rosters are set for those. And then we'll basically know. Uh, Cloud9 should have a roster. Um, we don't know what that roster is going to be. And I didn't think that they were a partner team anymore. But Mickwin apparently says they are. So we'll see what happens there. Um, and yes, Corey, we're all hoping that tomorrow because it's the last fucking day of the month. I've seen your tweets, man. We need that roadmap. Yeah, we all need the roadmap. Carnage, I think you are literally the only one that liked that show. But yeah, Murad, let, we're just waiting until all the teams are solidified for the qualifier, and then we can basically go from there. I will say this for the Halo show. Yeah. Oh, God. In my mind, I've just separated it from, like, canon Halo, and it's just its own show with its own take. It's like, and I'm just enjoying it for what it is, mm-hmm. even though there are some really weird points, but whatever, just taking it for what it is and it's its own separate thing. And anyway, it's, I just wish it was a better show. Like what's in that? Well, what's in that magical fucking well? Well, 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 <laughs> well, well, let's talk about the well. A fucking interdimensional portal? Yeah, to a to a halo ring. God damn it. Juzero is love, Juzero is life. Jesus Christ. Um It's Yes, Daddy, so Cloud9 was not a code. And it's funny because in a tweet, or it was a tweet or an article that they put out, uh, they included Cloud9 as a code. I went to then test it just to see Did not work. it's not a code, and I think they removed it from the article again. <laughs> Oh no. Like they're not. That's the funny thing too, is that like, I, I don't believe they're a partnered organization anymore. All signs point to them not being a partnered organization anymore. Um, but 
supposedly from what we've been told and from I mean, Mick when confirmed as well earlier, like to us is that cloud nine will have a roster. They're fielding a team. Yeah. Right. So whatever that roster is going to be, who the fuck knows, but they should have one at Charlotte. Emphasis on should. We'll have to wait and see. We will. I hope the fallout show is good. I do. I hope the fallout show is good. Uh, Karma and Nomad. Thank you for the follows. Welcome to the live show, gents. Hope you guys are having a great night. So to put a bow on it, to put a bow on the topic and Zig, thank you for the follow too. Welcome to the live show. For those that are just tuning in, we, we had uh, our topic of uh, Tashi's tantalizing tidbits, uh, which we have now concluded, but just to put a bow on it again, just be respectful when providing your feedback, because believe it or not, they do pay attention. They are listening. They are writing shit down. And if I were in their shoes and you were bitching at me, I wouldn't want to fucking respond to you either. You know? And trust me, they understand the frustration too. They don't want the fucking game to be in a shit state. They want people playing the game. Duh. Exactly, Epic. They're fucking humans. Fox, they're listening. They didn't send me a survey. You're just not cool enough for the survey. That's a problem, though. That is a problem. I I think we talked about it uh, whatever event it was after when we saw that only some pros got the survey. You, you should literally have it to be every single person that signs up for open bracket. Every team that's in pools or like every, every team that auto-qualified for pools and every team that goes through open bracket should be getting a survey link. I would say anyone that competed in FFA as well. Sure, just fuck it. For that, that, that's an experience you need to tailor to those players. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. You have you should have their contact information when they sign up to get a ticket or whatever. Yeah, because you have to go through the eSports Engine website, right? Exactly. And link your Facebook account and all that, and you have to put in all your information. Exactly. You should, have, you should have all the info that you need. So that is another point of valid criticism, of valid feedback. If you want to get more info, just... Send out survey links to everybody. Is that a lot of stuff coming in? Yes. Is that a lot to go through? Yes. But it's great feedback from those that are actually competing or attempting to compete in your game. That's that's it. Royce Knight, thank you for the follow. Welcome Just to the live thank show. You. And Ginger, we don't, we don't need to go down the fucking BR topic again that's oh man it's outplayed at this point if it ever gets announced that it's a real thing we're talking about a royale right now if it ever gets announced and it's a real thing then yes we'll talk about it again on the show we'll just have to wait and see oh man what would you change about the about halo swole daddy oh, no. josh and will in-game skins like it's Fortnite. yo that'd be sick oh man hmm. Oh man, we should, get, we should get those designed real quick. We should, yeah, we should just hand it to them. Be like, hey guys, we already made it for we, you. We could do our, uh, you know, like our normal HGS Protox skin, and then like the playoff Protox skin. Could, could be sick. Uh, Royce asks, do you believe these three for three employees care about the security um, of their jobs, or if Halo as a game is great more? I think they go hand in hand, and that's okay, Royce. I don't want to speak for what they feel about their jobs and job security. All I know, because that's not, that is not my place 
at all. It's to talk about their jobs. What I will say is, is that I know that they care. I know that they care deeply about it. None of them saw the layoffs happening. From what we've been told and from what we've seen, no one saw the layoffs happening. And, and you see it, saw it on Twitter too, where the people who did get laid off, they all talked about how everyone cared so much about the franchise and the game. Mm-hmm. They do. They genuinely fucking care. And when we get to the news, which is just coming up now, like we're going to, it's going to hit that point even further. So Royce, not trying to shit on your question at all or anything like that. Just trying to provide additional context, right? Is that I don't want to speak for how they feel about their jobs and job security or anything like that. All I know for a fact is that they truly care. Those that are there, those that were laid off truly care about the game, about the franchise, about the players of the game. They truly do care. The last thing that they want is for the game to be in the state that it's in right now. Forge is amazing, right? There are things that have come out with Infinite. There are things that have come out for Infinite that have been great. And I know we say this all the time. It's fucking stupid to say, but the foundation is so good because it is, but there's, but there's like, there are cracks in the foundation, right? The foundation has some cracks. Desync is a big crack in that foundation. The population, which is due to these bad things that have happened, is another crack in the foundation. Fresh Veggies, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show and says, yo, first time first time here. Cool seeing an HCS podcast. Cool seeing you. And Karma, thank you as well. So again, Royce, they truly care. And if I were to actually answer your question, I think, it, like I said, I think it goes hand in hand. If the game does well, then it obviously just makes you as a developer or another person working on the game look better. You know? Just makes it look better. Uh, fresh, exclamation point, Mick went in the chat. And Daddy, with the gifted sub to Fresh Veggies, thank you very much for the gifted sub. You get a woo! Just want to say you guys have my utmost respect for these takes. Hard agree. They care and deserve to be treated with more respect. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. And that's the thing, too, is that we say it how it is on the fucking show. We're not paid by anybody. We're not sponsored by anybody. We say it how it is. Will, let's get into some regular news. But, of course, I have to derail for just a quick second. Oh. Um, Fresh, to to extrapolate your, your statement further, um... I have an idea in the back of my mind that may or may not come to fruition later. I'm keeping that up here for right now, but just know there is an idea that I've told the will. We'll see what happens. But in terms of pros and whatnot, um, typically what I like to do for this is that I like having an entire episode dedicated to that individual that is on the show. And we do a full style interview with that individual. And the latest one that we have is going to be with Mick Wynn that will release later this week. Uh, our most recent, before we just concluded with Mick Wynn, was uh, Shirzy that you can go check out on our YouTube channel as well or on podcast services, whatever, whatever you enjoy. So, but there, what? Yeah, and uh, I mean, back in back in the day too, we had uh, we did one with Saiyan. That's now Lucid. Lucid. Yep. We had uh, West Clutch. West Clutch. Um, Why not be Reckless. Tony, Tony, um, another, 
Martin Ohms. Martin Ohms. Martin. Yeah, Martin Ohms. Voodoo Man. We did. Yeah, Voodoo we Man. did. Fu- what are you talking? Yeah. Oh my god. Duh. I'm. Picture, I'm trying to picture the dude. He's shaved his head. Onset. Onset. Thank yeah. you. God. Back in the day. Back in the day. I think believe they're still up, all up on YouTube. There. Yep, they're all up on YouTube and podcast services. All right, actual regular news now. You don't have to hit the button again. But former 343 engine lead was also laid off. This is by Michael Romero, who is said individual. Just wanted to state explicitly that I was also laid off from 343. I can't say much about it, but I but I want the players to know that the team and I moved every mountain we could to bring you infinite within the constraints we had, and I'm so proud of everyone. Just another point to show that they fucking care. They care deeply. And again, it also sounds like higher-ups were the constraints that prevented things from happening the way that you as a player necessarily wanted them to happen. And Phil Spencer interview, Xbox was, quote, too light on games, end quote, in 2022, but a big 2023 could await. This is by Kat Bailey of IGN. And this is just a one-part question here that I included from this entire article because it has to do with Halo. IGN asks, if you don't mind me staying on this for just one more moment, you were mentioning the plan going forward. I think there's a lot of questions around the plan. Previously, there was a 10-year support plan for Halo Infinite, including new story content. I'm just wondering if that's still in place. Phil Spencer replied with, I'm going to let 343 talk about the plans that they have right now, that people know that they have the next season that's coming up and they're excited about that. They've got some other things, some rumored, some announced, that they'll be working on. They're excited about the plan forward. I look at, say, the work that they've done on Forge and the amazing support we've had from creators there. The timeline for Halo. Halo is always going to be one of those things in my mind that is part of Xbox lore, part of the foundation of what Xbox is about. I expect that we'll be continuing to support and grow Halo for as long as the Xbox is a platform for people to play. So I think the timeline goes on and on in line with Xbox. And I want to make sure the team's set up to succeed with that. Well, when you have the head saying that, well, Halo's one and one with Xbox, and we don't see that changing, I feel that that is better praise than normal as to what the future could hold. So there you go. I will remain cautiously optimistic. Yo, talk about active. Holy shit. Active with the raid. What the fuck? Whoa. Active. Thank you so much for the raid. Why'd you do that? God damn it. Devoted and oddzilla. Thank you for the follows. Welcome to the live show and active. Thank you for the raid. What the Jesus. God. Thank you, sir. Hope you had a great stream. Lakin, welcome. Oh, man. Everybody go follow Active if you haven't already. Did a great job in the Space Station Spartan Snowdown! (laughs) Streams. Goddamn. What a legend. What a fucking legend. Hey, Will, guess what? Yeah. That's it for the Relay News. Suffer Kylo Games, watch! The Boston Breach Major Number 2 bracket has been released. And guess what, Will? We're going to get first rounded, baby! You know... Yeah, uh... 
even if we somehow upset the subliners, we either have the the thieves or optic on the other on the other side of that. Mm-hmm. This would have to be like a miracle run. We come out of the blue and do something. Oh, know? we're losing. Yeah, we're easily losing. There's no doubt in my fucking mind that we are losing. Um, Arithmia, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Fox, get the fuck out of here. Stop with that shit. Nolan Juan says, never forget Ace's Lemonade. What? One of, if not the best skits yeah. <laughs> I've ever seen. It was, that was fucking hilarious. Like, fucking hilarious. So, and I, the thing that I love the most about that skit is that they did it in, that they simply did it. Like, yeah. We, you know, there's all the memes around the competitive Halo community, right? And players specifically. And seeing that when, when Maddie made that clip and, and tweeted it out or whatever, and I, because uh, I didn't, I wasn't able to catch that skit live, but like when he tweeted that out, I'm like, wait, what the fuck is this? And I watched him like, oh, my, they fucking did it. No way. And it, it was amazing. It was amazing. So, Whoever thought of that skit idea, bravo yeah. to you. Hats off. H- hats off indeed. Oh, man. And yes, Dean, I remember that as well. He also he also was going to try out. I don't know if he did, like, uh, at an official capacity. I don't know if he competed at, an, at a tournament, but I know he was trying to compete in Gears at one point in time as well. So, and here we are, back on Halo. So there's that. That's it for Kyle Games Watch. Really, the only point I was making is that the Minnesota Rocker, us being from Minnesota, if you didn't already know, the Minnesota Rocker are going to lose round one against the subliners because that's a given. I want us to do better. Don't get me wrong. I do. But it's not going to happen. It's just, it's not at all. Which means it's time for... You had, you played Madden 22? Yeah, I did. Oh, God. Okay. So, all right. Um, Go ahead. So, yes, I did play some Halo Infinite this week. Um, I wanted to talk about my solo queuing experience on Sunday. Please do. So, first ranked game I queued into, about halfway through, I had a teammate just decide to basically quit and go sit in corners and not move. And Wonderful. It was, yeah. And it sucks because we take the loss penalty without someone quitting, you know, and it's just a full on, we got, we got steamrolled basically playing three on four with, without that. Um, I queue again and the same guy gets on my team. It's actually the three of us. There was another player that was in that previous game that uh, matched with us again. Mm-hmm. Guy, same thing. Partway through just decides to sit in corners and not, not fight it out. Um, Wonderful. Yeah. So that was frustrating. Um, my next couple matches, we were all solo queuers against the same four stack back to back. And I'm, we obviously, we didn't do great. Um, Fox says, I believe you can block a player. I did that after the second game because uh, after the second game or during the second game, I just got frustrated and naded him twice. And then... <laughs> He started shooting me and following me around the map. So, yes, I did block and just. Do you remember the person? Do you want to out the person right now? Melted's asking. I mean, uh, 
It's up to you. Also, thank you for the follow, Melted. Welcome to the live show. And Wardog as well. Thank you for Let the follow. Let me see. I mean, I, I sent him a message on Xbox. I could. Slippery Gecko, name and shame. We need the fucking shame. There, shame. No, I don't. Shame. I, I don't remember. Off the, all I remember is there was like chicken something in his name. So there you go. Chicken fucker? Could, uh, no. No? It should have been chicken, chicken fucker? Should have been chicken shit because he hid like oh, a chicken. Oh, yeah. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, little bitch. What's up, um, Snag? Welcome back. So I was just getting, um, I was, yeah, I was, I was tilting and I, I just kept playing. So I'm like, I'm not ending on a loss like this. And finally, I finally got a win somehow. I don't, I don't remember, but anyway, that's unfortunate. Um, did play some Valorant, getting back into that a little bit. Um, playing with Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Just here and there. And then Madden 22, I needed like a chill game. Something I could play with my controller and just sit back and like not try too hard. Yeah. Um, but I did the face of the franchise for Madden 22 because it's free on Games Pass with the EA Play added. Yeah. And there are so many cutscenes. Like they try to tell a story through face of the franchise. You don't want a story with your Madden game? Not a, not not that <laughs> no. So I just like I had to skip so much stuff and I'm like I don't care. I just want to play like make the decisions, play the college career, and then see where I get drafted. Yeah. I ended up going number two overall, the Jets. And I was like, yay, the Jets. Yeah. And then I played one uh, I played one regular season game. Mm-hmm. There's a storyline where, like, you had to sit through the preseason and your guy's all upset. I'm like, I don't fucking care. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I play, dare you not Play care. the first season game. We win. Um, I We win... By more than a touchdown, but I threw a pick in the game, and like the whole storyline after was like, "Oh, you made some mistakes out there," and you, you know, I'm like, "I threw one pick in the end zone." Like, I get it; that's points off the board, but we were still ahead. Like, <laughs> fuck off. Like, <laughs> that's a great way to receive feedback, right there. So I, I, I fuck, fuck off. Yeah, it's Madden. Come on. So I stopped playing Madden 22, and then, uh, for our. Patrons, I did play Madden 23. Yes. We basically uh, went through and decided who was going to win the Super Bowl. And yeah, it, I'm not going to say more than that because I don't want to spoil it for our patrons, but it was, it was it was fun. It was fun. We will say we simmed the NFC and AFC Conference Championship games and both higher seeds didn't win those. Yes, they were. So it was a Eagles-Chiefs Super Bowl. It's just... If you're a patron, you you can you can see how that you went. Can see how that went. It's a good time. But yeah, that's all I played this week, Josh. What about yourself? I played Halo Infinite as well. I completed that awful event pass. Oh yeah. So let's talk about the event, real quick. Yeah. The covert ops event. I already was on the record and saying, excuse me, that I did not like the cosmetics in this event at all i thought like no shade to anybody that developed that designed them and uh like did artistry on them they just weren't my cup of tea i thought they weren't it and you come out with a free which is cool i guess uh 10 tier event pass around an event for a game mode called 
was it covert one flag or something like that? Yeah, covert one flag, joint ops. Joint ops is the name of the, the event. Playlist. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so covert one flag. That game mode is awful. It's awful. Playing it on recharge where the flag spawns an elevator is awful. If you play against a remotely competent team, they can stay in elevator the entire game. Like the entire round, they can just stay in elevator and you cannot get in there. Because they'll just spam the fucking threat sensor or whatever it is. And they have swords. That game mode is awful. Here's my problem with events. And I thought we got away from it, but it makes sense how we didn't. It makes sense how we didn't get away from it. Remember when Winter Contingency 2, so uh, the second Winter Contingency event came out, and there was also a 10-tier event pass? There wasn't... A, an exclusive mode or anything like that. Maps weren't redone. There wasn't a playlist specific for that event. So what they did was they made it so you can, every challenge, all your 10 challenges were technically event challenges. So at, remember, when the winter update came out, they made a change to challenges to where they're not, they're, they're all playlist agnostic. So you can complete them basically in any playlist. Yeah. Which is great. Great change. Love it. For the most part, love it. With the Winter Contingency 2 event, all your challenges were event challenges and therefore were also playlist agnostic. Awesome. And re- realistically speaking, I think those cosmetics in that second event were probably the best that I think they've released in the game so far. From a free perspective, I think those were the best cosmetics they've released so far. In in comes joint ops and this covert one flag fucking playlist that they come out with. And of course, what do we do? We revert back to the way things were where your event specific challenges, which there are only 10 challenges a week now instead of 20, which I also believe is a good change overall. But all 10 of your challenges are, again, event challenges, but now are dedicated to the one fucking playlist. The only silver lining that I have in this clusterfuck of disaster, the only silver lining that I have is that the challenges were not difficult to do. There there may have been a couple in there like win a certain amount of rounds. Yeah. Yeah. Which could be a bitch if you didn't have a competent team going into it. But at least they weren't games. They were only rounds. And I know this is going to sound fucking stupid, but you could use a swap if you had a swap available. Okay? The majority of my personal challenges were get a lot of personal score in that playlist. Just get kills or assists in that playlist and then get like pistol kills in that playlist. Like that's what the majority of mine were. So not terrible. The fucking thing that I hate, I hate how it's still tied to the fucking playlist. (sighs) 
Fox says, didn't we know ahead of time that a couple last events would still be stuck in the old challenge system? You know, you're they, probably right. They did say that, yes. So either way, I'm still mad about it. Uh, Zippy Dose, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. And yes, I hope that with season three, and I know that they've been hyping up the next, like, um, the next fracture event. I know they've been hyping that up, so I really hope it's I hope it's great. I hope we get away from this playlist specific stuff and just let us play what we want. Because I'm I'm all for dipping my toes into a new playlist. Like, oh, covert one flag sounds like a kooky social mode, you know? Dip my toes and see if I like it or not. Okay, not for me. I don't like it at all. I think it's awful. But now I'm forced to play it for these cosmetics that I don't even like. And then the rebuttal could be, why are you playing it if you don't like it? Because I hate FOMO, damn it! It's a me problem. I'm not going to make the Taylor Swift joke because I think that song is bad. But, <laughs> and I like Taylor Swift. I just think that song is bad. Uh, Max says, I hear that it was annoying, but also grateful to complete all the challenges in just a few games. And Mac, I agree that I like the change from 20 to 10. I think that's awesome. I genuinely do. I just really hope in the future we get away from the playlist agnostic event challenges. I think winter contingency two was perfect. The cosmetics were great. It wasn't tied to a specific playlist. You could play however you wanted when you wanted. And it was chef's kiss. Um, and Slippery says you can complete the challenges to get a sniper skin that already been released. Well, here's the thing, Slippery. Here's the thing, Mr. Gecko. I am actually not opposed to how they did the weekly ultimates for the winter update. Because they explicitly came out ahead of time and said that for the winter update leading into season three in March, they would be re-releasing for the weekly ultimate, um, weekly ultimate rewards that have happened in season one and season two. That were the most popular. That were the most popular. I like that idea because A, they came out ahead of time and said it. And since they're the most popular ones, there are some that I also had not gotten before. Will I use that sniper skin? No. I have like a I have like a white or like a light blue one that I think looks amazing and I'll stick with that. But I never got the black visor. Oh, the bell toll. Yep. So when they re-release the black visor as that weekly ultimate, now that there's only 10 challenges to complete. You bet your ass I went for that shit. And I did. And now I use it because I think it's great. So. Yeah, it's a it's a give and take slippery. I understand the frustration of like there are folks that would want new things to be unlocked for the weekly ultimate because if you already had that thing, you kind of feel like you're wasting your week's time. I understand that completely. I just I'm I'm less upset because they came out ahead of time and stated that that's how it was going to go. Um, so that's that. So I played Halo Infinite. There's oh, my right. rant for fucking covert one flag. And then I played some God of War Ragnarok as well. I'm about 30 hours in. Um, and this is okay. I said, I wanted to, okay. I've said, I wanted to complete everything in that game as I move through it. You know? Yeah. I've, I'm really close to the end. Just going to bang out the story. I am really close to just doing that. Yeah. Because I have, here's my major criticism for Ragnarok. Because for those who don't know, and Will can attest to this as well. 
for those who don't know, and this is no spoilers or anything like that. I'm not going to talk about story. None of that. For those who don't know, Ragnarok was supposed to be two games. The uh, God of War 2018 was supposed to be then Ragnarok and then the third game. They decided to consolidate everything into a second game and the second game is it. So Ragnarok is it. Therefore, you can imagine that the game is fucking massive. And it is. It's fucking massive. (laughs) Okay? I wouldn't be so snacking. Welcome to the live show. Thank you for the follow. I wouldn't be as upset as I am if the fast travel system was better implemented. My problem with the fast travel system is you need to be at a waypoint like to raise the stone up and choose the realm that you want to go to. You need to be at one of those to fast travel. You can't just open up the map and fast travel to a waypoint that you want. It makes backtracking a motherfucker. Sure. Like I literally had, again, this is no spoilers whatsoever. There are these things called Draugr holes. Okay. In the game, there is a side quest to close all of them. I was missing one. I looked up where it was because I clearly missed it on my way through where I was going. I had to follow that guy to a fucking T to get exactly where it was. And then I had to go all the way back the way I came just to get back to that gateway for one thing. Yeah. That's, that's my biggest frustration right now is that if, if you're playing Ragnarok and you want to do it and you want to complete everything, look everywhere. Don't, <laughs> don't miss skimming one fucking spot on the map. And the worst part is, is that they do make you go back to places based off abilities you get later on in the game. Like they make you go back. So if the fast travel was better, I wouldn't be so upset, but whatever. I'm almost at the end. I know I am because of how things have transpired in the story. So the game is still great. Just say that. All right. That's all I played. Well, let's get into some shout outs. Um, Max says they didn't announce, but overall they failed to reward people that did the work early and stuck with the game should have given us credits. And we already did the weekly cha- ultimate. That's a great piece of feedback. That's a great piece of feedback for those that already had completed that weekly. If it, if it's in your inventory, then yeah, if you get like a little credit reimbursement, that's kind of cool. That would be cool. You know, I'm not against that. righty, righty. Let's see here. We had Sniper Blade, Raised Up Ice, Rodzilla, High Pancake, Lakin, JD, Slim JD, uh, Slayer, because I was going to mispronounce that earlier, Achilles, Datsun, Maraud, uh, Karma, Nomad, Zig, Royce, Fresh Veggies, Devoted, Oddzilla, Arrhythmia, Melted Whistle, War Dog, Zippy Dose, and Snackin'. Thank you all for the follows. Greatly appreciated. Carnage. With the six-month resub, Ginger with the four-month resub, Ginger with the uh, gifted sub, Justin with the 25-month resub, Prez with the primer, Danny with the gifted sub to fresh veggies, and active with the raid, you all get a woo! Thank you all so much for those follows and those subs. Shout out to everyone who's a patron at the semi-pro and higher tiers. That includes Nergly, Justin, Jordan, David, Elated, Dart, just Josh, Kurt Barnes, that's Carnage. And yeah, thank you all so very much for the additional support on Patreon. Hope you guys are enjoying the exclusive content over there, which Will will pimp out later on in the show. 
I need Will to say daddy just one time. Oh, God. He even highlighted that message. I, I, I just can't do he it. He even well. highlighted the message for you. I don't have, I'll work on it. How about that? I will work on it. And when I'm prepared, oh my God, I will give. you're going to be sitting on the edge of your seat waiting for that shit. All right. <laughs> and then a uh, happy belated birthday to lethal and Justin, AKA goalie sniper. Happy belated birthday to you gents. Hope it was a good one. Community creations, halo memes every day, reddit.com forward slash r forward slash halo memes. Check them out. Forge features January 27, 2023 by 343. There's that. Halo Infinite PC 2023 settings guide by Accelerate. And then competitive Halo Hub. It's an eights and competitive ranked Discord server by Ziggler. Go check that out as well. Everything. Am I still nerdly on Patreon? You are, Ginger. You are. I had to do a double take because I'm like, wait, is that? Because I was looking at who's in the server and I'm like, wait, I think that's in. It's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I figured it out. And yes, you're still Nurgly on Patreon. So, Ginger, thank you for the additional support, a.k.a. Nurgly. <laughs> um, that's all I got. Will, again, right before you plug the show here, I do have a tease at the end of the show for those who stay tuned. So, please stay tuned. Will, without further ado, if you wouldn't mind plugging the show. Yes, as we mentioned throughout the show, we do have a Patreon now, patreon.com slash Uh, There are four tiers currently and you get some great benefits if you sign up um we do an extra show that's not about halo that we just talk about whatever called off the rails um we have an extra video show that's just us playing whatever game we decide for the month and seeing the shenanigans that ensue and then at the if you're subscribed at the goat tier we have a drawing and play whatever halo you want to play in whatever mode for I think it's an hour. Yes. And uh, just Josh won the last one for the first month in January. Yes, congrats. And he wanted to one V one me for the longest time. So, I mean, for years he's wanted to one V one me. So years. we one V one in every uh, MCC title that featured custom multiplayer. And uh, that was that. Um, Crate says, Hey guys, cheers from Germany. Never thought I'd make it to a live show. I hate being awake at 4 a.m. I also hate being yes. awake at 4 a.m. It never feels good. I feel that pain. And Crate, thank you for being here. Greatly yes, appreciated. Thank you. Hope you're having a great morning where you're at. And Achilles, I don't. Kenya? What is that? I'm not even going to attempt. But hey, thanks for joining in. <laughs> All right. Um, and the plugs, as always, uh, you can find us on your favorite podcast services. Just search for HGS Pro Talk. We are on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and others like Josh's favorite. Pocket Cast. It's not an ad. It's just a really fucking cool app. Josh loves it. Uh, leave us a review and let others know about the show. The way we've kind of, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Basically, information spread by word of mouth. So uh, for us, we don't do a lot of like advertising or anything like that. So much appreciated if you're uh, doing anything, uh, a review, um, talking about us wherever you're 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 at. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, as Josh has mentioned before in the show, join the Discord, join the community discussion. Um, link is provided in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show, or on our Twitter, we have a link tree that can bring you to the Discord or exclamation point Discord in the live chat. Um. Lots of great things going on over there. Uh, we sometimes just jump on and play some Halo. We have discussions about other games. I know Marvel Snap's been popping off, Pokemon. 
everything. So yeah, just go check out the Discord. It's it's awesome. Great community. Everyone's really respectful. Uh, Achilles, love the stream. Thank you guys for your support. Hey, thank you very much for tuning in. And Mac, thanks. Uh, he says, thanks for Australia for a great show. Been listening for a while at my day job, cleaning cars, but keeping up with the good news. Love your work. Love you as well. Thank you so much. And thanks again, Achilles. You guys, you guys are awesome. Seriously. Thank you for the, thank you for the support. Thank you for the praise. Um, and like Will said, I don't mean for this to sound like preachy or anything like that, but like we don't do a lot of self-promotion. So let your friends know about the show. If you want to, if you enjoy it, let your friends know. Have them come in, have a good time, or not. Completely up to you. Just yeah. want to throw that out there. Um, main source of communication for us, I think, is the Discord and also Twitter. Yes. Go find us on Twitter. Uh, search for HGS Pro Talk there. Again, link trees there to other sites. Um, we do have an Instagram and Facebook. Not used as much, but they're there. Um, if you want to watch old VODs, old interview series, check out YouTube.com slash HGS Pro Talk. If you're listening and want to catch the live show, we're live on Twitch usually at 7 p.m. Central Time on Mondays. Come check us out here. Um, we do have a TikTok, but haven't uploaded anything else to that in a while, so uh, who knows what will happen there. And then go to hcsproject.com, but really, you'll be going to evolvedhalo.com. Your home for Halo! Uh, yes, we have a great partnership with the Podcast Evolve folks. Uh, they're, check out their awesome shows. They're great people. They have their shows, Podcast Evolve, Mission Debrief, Halo TV+, Plus, Books Clubs, Build With Blocks, Halo Headlines, and Halo Gear Guide. Yes. And we have our own spot, too, which is pretty awesome. Face Toxic, thank you for the follow. Greatly appreciate it. Welcome to the live show. That's all I got, Josh. All right. Did you see the last note I put on there? I do. Do you want to say what I should do, Will? Give them the tease. All right, I'll give them the tease. <laughs> Guys, we have, we're going to have a new merch store opening up very soon. Very soon. Solid Sanders. Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. We're going to have a new merch store opening up very soon. And uh, if you know something about this show, we love roster mania. And, uh, and Snag, to answer your question, what if I said not only another dad hat with hopefully a better logo on it, but also a flex fit hat, which I'm very excited about. But we like roster mania on the show, right, Will? Oh, yeah. It's one of our emotes. You can check that out if you haven't already. Well, Will has said that he's always wanted a Roster Mania t-shirt. Like, how fucking cool would that be? Well, what if I said that we are literally going to have just that? A Roster Mania t-shirt. Look at that. Oh, would you look at that? Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, I'm excited too because I have it on right now. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes. So this is just one of the items that we're going to have on the store. It'll be in different colors. Uh, it is a tri-blend t-shirt. We'll have other t-shirt options available for it as well. This is literally just one of the items we're going to have in the store. Um, There's going to be... Just wait and see. You just have to wait and see. I'm, I'm fucking stoked. And it also has our logo on the right uh, sleeve. I could probably just quickly show that too. And yes, what's up, Martin? What's going on? That Unreal jersey. Yes, of the GT Halo variety. Jersey. Yes. And yeah, we have the, the ProTac logo as well on the arm. Ooh, buff daddy. Just kidding. I'm not buff at all. What the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> I'm a tall, lanky dude. So yeah, Roster so, Mania t-shirt. That's one of the items that's going to be on the new store that's going to be launching very soon. 
can't wait for everybody to see it. There's going to yeah. be stickers as well, obviously. New merch, returning merch. It's going to be awesome. Um, Achilles says, could you guys t- uh, talk the new phase roster potential? Oh, uh, winning events. Like, the, the, we'll have, we're going to have our preseason prediction show in a couple weeks, Achilles. But I, I like, if I was just to put something out there right now, they're, oh man, winning events. Like, that's, you know what? I'll even, here's an early, here's a way too early preseason prediction for you. FaZe easily have an opportunity to win Worlds. Yeah, I can see it too. If they stick together throughout the entire year, which I assume that they're going to do because Renegade got exactly what he wanted, and these players stick together, as we've seen for so many years, they have a very big potential to win Worlds. Hopefully that entertains the question. Oh, man. Yeah. Welcome back, Zig. Good to see you as well. But there's your tease. How do you feel about Sentinels? I need to see what they're capable of doing first before I jump to any conclusions. Right now, top five, six. The guy's way too early. I haven't seen the qualifiers. Qualifiers haven't happened yet. I have no fucking idea. If I was just to throw it out there, I'd say top five, six. I think that's a team that's going to get better as the year goes on. Yes. Them, uh, Native White, they'll get better as the year goes on as well. Um, G1 will obviously get better as the year goes on. Like, (laughs) you just have to wait and see. Toast, please. Yes. Yeah, toast? Yeah, toast! Yes. Toast, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Um, run, gun, shoot says SSG will be very good on land. Yes. That's a given as well. Oh yeah. Yep. That's a given. And yes, Corey optic does have some tough competition this year. Uh, somebody asked earlier in the show, I forgot exactly who it was, but I do want to address the comment. Um, they made a comment about how, I think it was daddy actually asked if this feels to be like one of the most competitive years of competitive halo. And I do, I do feel that way. Um, just looking at it, the way that the rosters are right now, this is the second year the game's been out, um, which means there's going to be new metas that are developed as well. Uh, I love some of the roster changes that have happened, and I really think that phase that phase roster that phase roster looks fucking scary good. Like optic, they're they're world champions. They are technically number one right now. And then you have the whole like drama between optic, not wanting to uh, scrim against phase optic, not wanting to stream their scrims anymore. It fucking, it is what it is. Um, and, uh, daddy, I agree with you. I agree. He says I'm more excited for season two than ever before. Like ever in watching halo pros compete. I, I don't know about ever, but I am very, very excited for, I'm very, very excited for this year. And tragic, thank you for the follow as well. I'm sorry if I missed that. Welcome to the live show. But yeah, I think this season's going to be... This season's going to be really telling from a competitive Halo standpoint. And I don't mean that in like a, an ultra-negative way. I don't mean that in an ultra-positive way. I just mean that as... The, I think this year's going to be really telling from a competitive Halo standpoint where things are going to go in the future. 
So I'm cautiously optimistic around that. I'm cost, I'm cautiously optimistic around that. And daddy, no, Martin's asking about fucking call of duty. Holy shit, Martin, you really need to be careful with what you're saying around a Boston major. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's talking about call of duty. Whoo. Let's all relax. That was a close one. It was a close one, but who do we have? I mean, thieves could be riding their high phase could be riding their high. Haven't the subliners been doing pretty well? Themselves? Subliners have ultra have been doing really well as well. I can tell you one thing, Martin rocker ain't doing shit. Watch them just come out of nowhere. I would laugh so hard if that's the case. Like, I don't mean anything. I don't mean anything against the players. They're all obviously incredible. They're at the top of the top. Like I get it. It's just, if I'm looking at the competition that they're facing, the thing with call of duty is it feels like, um, everybody. How do I want to put this? The, everybody can play the game almost at the same level, you know? And, it just kind of comes down to, are you making the right play at the right time? You know, everyone can shoot gun skills, pretty similar compared to every, all the pros. So we could, we could literally have a repeat of last year where nearly a new team won oh, every, every major. Yeah. Like the, there was only one, wasn't it thieves that won back to back? Yeah. Cause they won the. They won so, worlds and then they won the, the major before that. I thought, yes, correct. Yeah. But like every other major, there was a different team that won. We could very well have a repeat of that where a, a different team wins every major. And it's just, it, it's just another very competitive year. Yep. And I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that as well. More competition. We say it in halo all the time because we need to, I wish we see it more. I'm, I'm excited for this year because I think we're going to see it more is that more competition's better, and that's just better for everybody. Uh, it's Golden. Thank you for the follow, and welcome to the live show to you as well. Uh, Martin, you can throw Dallas out as a rumor if you want, but Tashi, if, if again, if what he said, it means exactly what he said, then there will be a Dallas major for Halo this year. Like Tashi has said that in a reply on Twitter. Okay. So or I should say Texas there. I don't know about Dallas specifically, but Texas. So there's that now, but if he, if what he said is not exactly what was said, then he could have meant um, like the Arlington optic event, which was supposed to happen but is now postponed. Would you guys go if it was in Dallas? I'm going regardless. I don't care where it is. Yeah, it depends on the timing for me. Yep. Will's going to be trying to go. Uh, I've said that I'm going to attempt to make it to every North American major this year. And that's assuming that there's made that there's a major or two outside of North America. But it, it's all assumptions. Um, but regardless, all the majors that are in North America going to those. Well, hopefully it is in Dallas. We'll have to wait and see. Who knows? Oh no, Martin, really? So what we're saying is you're going to come down to Minnesota 
and then we're going to pick you up and then we're going to take you with. We're going to take you with <laughs> to the major. Fuck fuck seeing the Twins, and, you know, you're fucking your Toronto Blue Jays and all that shit. Fuck all that. You're get, we're going to get you in the car and we're going to come on down. Or flight. We'll probably fly. I'm not going to fucking drive to Dallas. Owen Juan says, think Dallas is most likely. Um, I'd like an Austin or Houston as well. I have no idea. It could be it could be any of them. It's just if what he said is exactly what he meant, then there will be a Texas major this year in Halo. If it wasn't exactly what he meant, then it could have been implied that it's the Arlington event for Optic that was postponed to later this year. We'll have to wait and see. Hopefully it's fucking tomorrow. Because tomorrow's the last day of the month. I want the roadmap, damn it. I think we all want the roadmap. Yeah, we all do. We all want that roadmap. Just got to start planning things out, you know? It just It's easier to plan when you have the roadmap. And everybody knows that. And Tashi knows that. And the HCS team knows that. And they're working on it. We'll just have to wait. And I know waiting sucks. So what are you going to do? All right. I think I rambled on enough <laughs> at this point. And therefore, I think that's going to do it for our show this week. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for hanging out. Got any good Forge maps we should check out? Agent Pew Pew! Um, there's one, real quick, there is one by Wardog, if I'm not mistaken, and of course I'm fucking forgetting what it is right now. Um, agent, are you, if you're not in the discord, join the discord and I'll send it to you. Um, like I'll just DM it to you, but, uh, there is one that I can't wait to check out in the next community play date, which should be on Friday. Um, yes, very much looking forward to that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for episode 271 of HCS Pro Talk. I want to thank you very much for listening. I want to thank you very much for tuning in live. If you're doing so, thank you. Thank you. Um, I think we're going to go host up uh boo boo doo because he just went live. So I think we'll go host up boo boo doo at the end of this. So if you're still hanging out, hang out still, we'll go raid boo boo. It's going to be great. Um, for those that are checking out the YouTube version of the show, thank you very much for checking out the YouTube VOD. For those checking out the audio version on your favorite audio uh, podcast service, maybe it's pocket cast. Thank you for doing so as well. And uh, we appreciate it greatly. We'll be back next week to talk about the initial results of the first qualifier that has taken place for Charlotte. Very much looking forward to it. Who knows what the teams are going to be that haven't been solidified yet. And maybe, just maybe, we'll have a roadmap that we can talk about. I really fucking hope so. All right. That's it for us. We'll talk to you next week. But until then.